boys and girls, and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut. Today we'll be joining Joey as he learns about what the true riches are. So grab your Bible and a friend and come on and join us. One hot summer day, as Joey was walking around, looking for something to do, as boys often do, he caught sight of a huge construction site that was completely fenced in. Being a boy of great curiosity, he found his way into the construction site by way of a loose board in the fence. After squeezing through the fence, Joey gazed in awe at the enormous cranes, backhoes, dump trucks, and other sights and sounds on the construction site. There were huge piles of dirt as the backhoes dug for the foundations for the buildings. There were men everywhere, yet no one seemed to notice Joey. He couldn't believe what he saw, so many power tools in one area. Joey started walking around, turning his head this way and that, first looking at the big cranes lifting huge steel beams to be fitted on the frames of the buildings that were being built, then looking at the men who were welding the steel into the skeleton of the frame, with sparks flying everywhere. He kept walking with his head looking straight up at the work going on. Next thing he knew, he walked right into a big belly in a sweaty plaid shirt and the cold soda he was carrying. What are you doing here, kid? I, I, I was just leaving, sir. Oh, no, you're not. I'm taking you to see the big boss, and boy, will he be mad. He took Joey by the arm and dragged him into a small trailer that Joey had not seen before. Inside the trailer was a crowd of men around a large metal desk. Behind the desk stood a blonde, tan man of about 30 years old. The men around him were angry and shouting, but the blonde man just smiled and said, uh, Okay, I'll make sure all the work goes according to the specs that you want, and I thank you for your input. And with that reply, the crowd of men left the trailer grumbling. Joey was terrified. What if the blonde man grabbed him by the collar and threw him off the site? Or worse, what if he called the police? Joey was trembling inside as the blonde man looked at him. Yes, young man, and why are you here? Do you have a complaint, too? Joey was tongue-tied for the first time in his life. He couldn't utter a word. I'm Donald, and this is my project. You weren't by any chance exploring my building site now, were you? Uh, yeah, yes, sir, I was. Well, do you know what happens to young men that are caught trespassing on my site? I'm sure I don't, sir, but as I was walking about, I happened to see all the work going on here and wanted to take a look. You remember when you were young, don't you, how fun it was to sneak into construction sites and see all the men working, 
in all the power tools? Because Joey said this and not something else, Donald remembered being a young boy and visiting his father's building sites. How excited he used to be to see the work that was being done, and how wonderful to see the buildings when they were finally built. Yes, young man, I do remember what it was like. Okay, you're off the hook. What's your name, anyway? My name's Joey. Joey, huh? Listen, I'll make you uh, a little deal, Joey. If you promise to stay off my construction site, I'll give you permission to visit here once a week until the construction is done. Escorted by me, of course. Yippee! Joey then left with an appointment to come back in one week. Over the course of many weeks, Joey found out much about Donald. First of all, Donald was 31 years old and married with three small children. He lived down the road from Joey in a big house. Donald owned a large, prosperous construction company which built many commercial buildings. He loved life, his work, and his family. One thing that Joey found out was that Donald knew nothing of the Bible. On one of his visits, Joey asked Donald if he knew any Bible stories. So, Donald, do you have a favorite story in the Bible? Nah, Joey, uh, I'm too busy to read the Bible. When I'm old and retired in my rocking chair, and my children are grown, then I'll read the Bible. As the weeks wore on, Joey faithfully visited the construction site and marveled at how the buildings were going up. The steel beams were covered in fancy metal sheeting and expensive-looking windows. Bit by bit, little by little, the buildings were being finished. The day came for all the buildings to be done, and Joey ran to the construction site from school. He was all out of breath when he reached it. He ran up to the small trailer where his friend Donald worked and saw a huge black swag on the door. What could this mean? He ran up the two steps and turned the doorknob. The door was locked. Never in the past weeks was Donald's door ever locked. He ran down the steps and right into that big, angry construction worker that he met the first day. Oh, excuse me, sir. Can you please tell me where my friend Donald is? He's no longer with us. He accidentally fell ten stories from that building over there and died at the hospital yesterday. What? You can't be serious. I was supposed to meet him here today. We were supposed to... And with that... Joey burst out crying. Why, his friend, he was dead. He had such a wonderful life, and just like that, it ended. Joey ran from the worker all the way home. He ran up to his room as hot tears streamed down his face onto his pillow. A Bible verse he had learned suddenly popped into his head. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Matthew 16, 26. As he thought about this verse in Donald's life, Joey decided to go over to the G's house and talk to Mr. G about everything that happened. Well, hello, Joey. 
I sure wasn't expecting to see you of all people, but you're more than welcome. Come on in. So how are you doing? Is everything okay? You look kind of sad. Well, actually, I'm really sad. You see, remember Donald, my friend, I told you about? Well, I, I just found out uh, today that he... Joey explained everything that happened to Mr. G. As he spoke, he couldn't keep a few tears from creeping down because he was so sad about what had happened to his friend Donald. When he was finished with his story, Mr. G was very quiet for a minute and looked very sad and deep in thought. Then he spoke. I understand why you must be so upset, Joey. It's very hard to lose a good friend. It's especially hard when they gave no evidence of being a true child of God when they were alive. You know, Joey, God uses things that happen to us in our lives to teach us valuable spiritual lessons. What do you mean, Mr. G? Well, one thing we can learn from this terrible tragedy is that God could take our lives at any moment. Even if we are young and healthy, we have no guarantee that we will be alive tomorrow. I know what you mean, Mr. G. And you know something? Donald seemed to have everything that a man could possibly want. He was rich, he had a wonderful family, he had a business that he loved, and he seemed so happy all the time. On the outside, he seemed to be a very good person. Yes, Joey, but if Donald died in his sins, then all the things he had in this life profited him nothing. You remember that verse in Matthew 16:26? It says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Yeah, I do remember that verse. It's the first one that came to my mind. There is another passage in Scripture that applies to this as well. We find it in Luke 12, 15 to 21. Here, let me turn to it. Okay, it says, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. Mr. G., what exactly does it mean to be rich toward God? Simply said, Joey, it means that we have been given eternal life by God himself. Let's think about what God had to do in order for us to receive eternal life. The Bible clearly teaches that before the foundation of the world, God chose a certain number of people who would be granted eternal life. Who are those people, Mr. G? God calls this group of people the elect, Joey, 
and their names were written in the Lamb's book of life. In the beginning, God created man perfectly. You know that. However, when the first two people, Adam and Eve, rebelled and sinned against God, the whole human race was plunged into sin. As a result, they and all their descendants could only sin continually. Thus, all who are born into this world enter with a sin nature and are in rebellion to God. Because of our sins, we are under the wrath of God and we are headed for eternal hell. It seems so hopeless, Mr. G. Well, Joy, wonderfully, God did make a way of salvation for those he planned to save. But this meant that the sins of the elect had to be paid for. Therefore, God sent his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into this world as a man so that he could take upon himself all the sins of the elect. And the punishment that Christ had to endure in order to make the payment was equivalent to an eternity under the wrath of God in hell for each one he saved. But because the Lord Jesus is eternal God, he was able to completely pay for each sin of the elect, and God the Father raised him from hell. But how do we receive eternal life, Mr. G? Each unsaved person is born into this world dead in his sins, Joey. We are in the kingdom of Satan and have no power over our sin. We are in spiritual bondage to our sin. We are enemies of God and Satan is our master. However, if we are one of God's elect, in God's perfect time, he sends his Holy Spirit to make us spiritually alive through the word of God, the Bible. As we hear or read the Bible, the Holy Spirit causes our spiritual ears and eyes to be opened, and God gives us a brand new spirit. As believers, when we die or when Christ returns, our spirits will leave our earthly bodies and we will be given brand new glorified bodies that cannot sin. As the saved children of God, we can look forward to spending an eternity in the presence of God in heaven. Oh, now I understand how we are given eternal life. You know, I was thinking about the story of Lazarus and the rich man in the Bible. Do you know where that's found? Yes, I believe that's, uh, let me look, Luke 16, that's right. I think that's also a very good passage that applies to this situation. We read a parable about this poor man named Lazarus who was full of sores and the dogs came and licked his sores. But because God had saved him, when he died, he went into the presence of God. This parable also talks about a rich man whose portion was in this life. After his death, he finds himself in hell because God had not saved him. So we learn that it is not what we have in this life that counts, but whether or not we have been given eternal life by God. And we know that if we have become saved, God is our eternal life. Let me read from 1 John 5:20. There it says, And we know that the Son of God has come and have given us an understanding 
that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. We hope you enjoyed our program today. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Outreach at Bible Ministries International and Care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Today's program is titled True Riches. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!